welcome back to not another isekai and uh yeah more anime this week as every week um yeah i feel like <laughs> once i get to like seven probably it's normally seven once you know once we're over halfway i feel like every week i'm like all right we're getting to the end <laughs> But we are a lot closer, though. I mean, obviously, every week we get closer. That's how time works. But, um, yeah, I mean, aside from some of the shows being delayed here and there, I feel like it's not a week without a show being delayed. Speaking of which, one of the shows was delayed this week. <laughs> um, but aside from the unfortunate delays, most of the shows are about episode 9 or 10. So only a couple more. Maybe, you know, you know some only have, like, two more episodes. I'd say at the most, again, because of some of the delays, um, you know, I think like uh, Mercury, The Witch for Mercury is only on episode seven, um, which again, that got delayed at least once. And I think it also started a little late. Um, yeah. But again, to the end, a lot of these stories are wrapping up and uh, very, very, very excited. So uh, yeah, let's start with uh, Villain Saga. Villain Saga Season 2, Episode 21. Um, yeah, this one was great. Um, there was a big decision, you know, with the whole war stuff, and then obviously at the end with Canute and Thorfinn. Um, so at the very beginning, I do really like that. Uh, you know, Canute is like, hey, we're not going to pillage the farm, we're going to requisition it. Um, you know, which... You know, I, I think it's nice, you know, I like what they're doing with Canute, um, you know, especially with some of the weird, like, borderline supernatural stuff where he's talking to, like, the previous king or whatever, and it's kind of like the, the, like, devil on his shoulder. He doesn't really have an angel, he just has a devil. <laughs> um, and so him kind of maybe combating that a little bit, and, you know, he could be more ruthless than he already is, which... Um, you know, we've seen some of the stuff he's done, you know, they've, you know, they've had multiple episodes this season kind of showing, um, you know, some of the terrible stuff he's done. I mean, you know, a lot of poisoning, <laughs> you know, it's like a big thing, but, uh, you know, him, him kind of having this moment where he's like, no, we're not going to, you know, him, him not agreeing with Floki and being like, no, we're not going to, um, you know, like kill possibly you know a lot of the more innocent people on the farm um you know we're not here to like ransack this place we're just here to where to take it where to take it um through like my right or whatever you know we don't i don't really want to just kill everyone take their stuff like that's not really the goal here um you know so i do really like that um and then we get to the big decision where omar has to make the decision because he is the uh, he's the firstborn, right? Is that true? Um, and he, and he thinks, you know, we should all surrender. Um, you know, I totally get why he's saying that because I mean, from his perspective, I mean, listen, we can talk about the selfishness of Omar where he, you know, he himself is not, um, is not fit to be in battle. Um, you know, we've seen that multiple times. I mean, even, you know, with him trying to chop the pig, it's like, he couldn't even cut a pig. <laughs> How do you expect to cut off, or not even cut, just like slash into a, 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 a living, breathing human? Like, there's there's just no way. Um, but then if we get outside of the selfishness, which still might be selfishness in his mind, but I feel like objectively it is a good decision. 
where it's like they are vastly outnumbered vastly overpowered um you know the only good fighter on the farm is thorgal and possibly and snake right and then thorfinn if he were to fight but he's not so it's like you really have two good shots and then you have Knut's army <laughs> which is like a fully trained like everyone there is on the level of a thorgal or a snake so from like a from like just a logical perspective i feel like Olmar makes the right call you know i mean you know because you know a lot of what thorgal is saying is about like honor about being a warrior but you know, he's like oh your your honor is is more important than your life or whatever and it's like mm, <laughs> mm, is it like i don't i don't know about that you know like if we all die then what was this for right like if we don't die if we let them have it you know maybe they'll let us live um you know maybe we can build something again you know like live to fight another day right um so you know i mean he even says that he, he's not like thorgal you know he's not you know he doesn't get the thrill of battle and all, and all that stuff so i I'm, I'm just not like you maybe that's a bad thing but if it's my decision this is my decision and so that's that's fair you know i don't know what will happen with the with the omar character but um you know i do like this this sort of turn that he's taking um you know you, you know i hope it causes him to be more confident and more uh um you know you know i mean we saw a similar thing with um with canute right where it was like he wasn't like necessarily king material and now he definitely is um um, and then we get to the Thorgol, or not Thorgol, the Thorfinn and Canute stuff. Um, you know, you know, Thorfinn gets there and Canute hears that it's him. I mean, he's, he's like pretty sure it's him. He doesn't have to see him, but just from the description and all that, um, you know, it, it makes sense and he doesn't really want to see him. And so I, you know, I thought that was interesting, um, because I wonder why he doesn't want to see him. Like, maybe it's just like, he doesn't want to bring up that, that side of his past. Um, you know, he's not that person anymore. Um, or maybe he just, I don't know, you know, maybe he feels threatened by Thorfinn, you know, you know, maybe he feels that Thorfinn is here to kill him or something, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know, um, you know, or, or again, like threatening his position where it's like, I mean, he's king, right? But, you know, him coming there and him digging up some old stuff, maybe Kanye just doesn't want to deal with that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's going to happen, though, right? So we, you know, because we get at the end and Thorfinn has taken all the hits, right? He's now dodging everything because he's a much better fighter than this man. He just, he just is, you know, even even as rusty as he is. And so they have this weird bet thing. And basically it ends with, um, you know, him betting that he's going to take 100 punches, um, which I think is interesting because I feel like if he wanted to, he could just beat him, <laughs> you know? Like, I thought that's where he was going to go with it, where it's like, what do I get if I win, you know, not just like win the bet of surviving a hundred punches, but like, what do I get if I, if I, uh, you know, if I beat him into submission, like what, like what happens then? But he didn't go that route. He went with the punch, which is, which is more of like the like pacifist Thorfinn, you know, you know, like we've, you know, we've grown to know in this season, but, uh, I, I don't know, you know, him, he's confident he can do it. I'm sure he can, I don't know. It's, it's going to be really interesting because in my mind, I'm just like, just, just beat him. You know, you can probably beat him in like 60 seconds, 
why are we you know why are we playing these games um you know anar is very concerned knut's man um seems to be maybe impressed a little bit a little bit impressed but uh, i don't know <laughs> i don't know it's all it's all very strange because again it's the whole thorfinn thing right where it's like are we ever gonna see warrior thorfinn again i don't know you know i feel like this was a good opportunity for him to come out i don't know i don't know but yeah this uh, you know i thought the overall this was a good episode um you know i'm, I'm very interested in you know, it, it, it does all kind of hinge on this because, you know, Snake and them, you know, Snake and Omar, you know, are, are going there to be like, hey, we surrender. And so this Thorfinn stuff kind of has to wrap up first. Um, I mean, predictions is like, of course, he's going to survive the 100, you know, like like either that or he doesn't. But Canute walks over and well, all the commotion, he decides to go over there and talk to him or whatever. Um, so I don't know. Next, we got Hell's Paradise, episode nine. Um, so this was a great one because, uh, you know, Gabimaru finally fighting one of the Tenson, the orange-haired Tenson that we've seen before. Um, and yeah, we, we, we have a great fight scene. Um, and, uh, I mean, Mappa just does great with the fight scenes, you know what I mean? Um... You know, and just like the back and forth, the back and forth. I mean, I mean, this was interesting because Gabi Maru shouldn't be on the level of Tenson. <laughs> Should not be on this level. Like, how is he so good? Like, the Tenson gets their life and their power from the elixir of the island. <laughs> and Gabi Maru is just a man. <laughs> um... You know, it's just like, I'm, I'm just a dude. I mean, it's it's funny because they are all criminals and they are all super powerful. And, um, you know, you know, we've seen, uh, you know, what, what's on their arsenal and all that stuff. But, like, Gamma was just different, you know. And, uh, you know, the fight scene is great. Um, but I do really like towards the end of it where, you know, towards, like, stage one, <laughs> where, where where the Tenson almost called Gamma something. Like, you know, they, they started talking, they're like, oh, with this and this and this, you don't even realize that, that you're dot, 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 oh, oh, never mind. I'm just like, that's something that I, I really caught on to, which I'm, I'm sure a lot of other people did too. But I was like, I wonder what they were going to say there. Um, you know, where it's like, they couldn't possibly think that. That we're going to think <laughs> that Gabimaru was a Tencent? Like, I mean, I mean, that just can't be, that just can't be possible. You know what I mean? Like, that just, I mean, <sighs> would that make any sense at all? I mean, he's very good at not dying. But, like, I always thought that was more of just a, a like shinobi thing, you know what I mean? I mean, although he was able to escape the other shinobi, I guess, right? So maybe, I mean, he's he's not a Tenson. We're not, you know, we're not running with that, <laughs> with that fan th with that theory. But um, you know, I'm very interested in what he is. If, you know, if you know, if he is something like supernatural or whatever. 
Um, I mean, because at the end of the day, he was, I mean, he he destroyed this Tencent. I just didn't write down their name. I don't know. I know they're a Tencent. Um, you know, he, you know, he was able to, to, to destroy this Tencent just with his fists, <laughs> you know, you know, be, you know, beat him into the ground, which, you know, which I thought was crazy. I didn't, I mean, I guess in hindsight, it makes sense. I mean, I, I, you know, I wasn't fully, um, I wasn't fully expecting to see Gabimaru win. You know, I thought maybe he would lose and there would be some sort of like, I don't know, like respect <laughs> or something like the power of friendship or whatever. But, um, nah, it's not really what happened. Um, although the Tencent was able to go into their true form, whatever, I don't forget what they called it. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, you know, it, you know, that was, that was really powerful too. Um, you know, they had like electricity and whatever. Um, which, you know, I feel like maybe started something. Um, you know, I thought it maybe started something. I, I, you know, I don't know if they're going to go on this like big, like war arc or whatever, because like Gamma is really the only one that can, it seems like, I mean, has really ever done something this crazy um you know to a you know to a Tencent before like you know they you know they were making fun of him and all that um you know for like oh you let you, you let just a lonely human <laughs> you know you know bring you into that form um so yeah so yeah man I think that is really the big uh the big mystery that's come out of this episode is like what is Gabimaru who is he really um, you know, is he something special or is he just some like crazy shinobi, you know, you know, that was able to, you know, like train and like get this, I, I don't know, I don't know, you know, um, but yeah, yeah, so anyway, really cool fight scene, I mean, that, I mean, that was really the brunt of the episode, um, you know, May, you know, May did actually come in there and save Gabimaru a little bit, you know, so that was, you know, that was pretty cool, um, and yeah, and yeah, we just, you know, we just saw more of the, you know, more of the Tencent. <clears throat> you know, we saw there were seven of them. We saw them, them drinking the elixir. Um, and yeah, I think they're kind of um, sending the other ones. I mean, they are on like a little bit of a high alert. Um, I mean, there's not really that many people left, <laughs> you know, out of all like the criminals and the, and the samurai and all that stuff. Um you know, and then the, the orange hair Tencent did lie about killing Gabimaru. It was like, oh, you, you, you killed the, you know, the human that, that did this to you, right? And she was like, yeah. It's like, oof, no, you didn't. <laughs> so, now, now he's coming for you. <laughs> he's he's going to be here soon. Um. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, again, I believe there's only, you know, a few episodes left. Um, you know, they're they're getting closer and closer to, you know, to the center. Um, and yeah, I mean, we, we, we've shown that they're not. I mean, they are. They are immortal, um, but they can be defeated. <laughs> so, you know, you know, so hopefully that is like some like, you know, some like strength in Gabimaru and the rest of them where it's like, hey, maybe we can do this, like, you know, is that the end goal, is that what we have to do, is, like, destroy all seven of, you know, all seven of these gods, 
in order to get what we want. I mean, I don't really know that that's even like, I don't know. What What is the assignment? Is it just to like prove that the elixir is real? Do they have to bring back like a batch of it? I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Next, we got Konosuba, an explosion on this wonderful world, episode nine. Um, yeah, yeah, this, this one, uh, not too much happened, I feel like, but, uh, you know, we saw some good stuff with Union. um, you know, she was able to prove herself, I feel like, you know, she, you know, it's so sad about, like, all the advanced magic and all that, but, um, you know, her, the magic she does know is pretty useful, um, you know, she was able to take out a lot of those worm things, help out this little caravan of people multiple times, um, you know, to just show that she is useful and, She's good at what she does. Um, you know, even, uh, you know, even at one point, you know, the other members were like, Ugh, you know, that other Crimson Demon over there talking to me talking about Megumin isn't, uh, what, what, what does she do? She's kind of lazy around all day. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, you know, doesn't really do anything. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Um, Which she doesn't because she only has explosion magic. <laughs> and if she were to use explosion magic, it would all it would all be destroyed. <laughs> you know, they would just ruin everything. Um Yeah. Yeah, that that wouldn't be very good. Um and then uh and then the the whole demon girl Arnis comes back. Um, you know, you know, trying to take, you know, trying to take Chomsky, um, which, you know, at, at, at this point, it's like, okay, guys, what are we, what are we doing here? You know, are we, <laughs> do we really need Chomsky that bad? Um, but Arnis, you know, as, you know, as, as, as powerful as, as, as we think she maybe is, um, she just always gets, she always gets the short end of the stick, you know? Like, uh, you know, you know, Megumin threw Chomsky, and so that was, like, a wild diversion thing. Um, and then Union, you know, during this whole fight, Union did a really cool thing, which was she, um, she, uh, you know, she prayed to a lot of different gods. And one of them was Aqua. Which, if you, you know, obviously, you know, you know, coming from the, the main show, Aqua is one of the main characters, and, uh, you know, she's, she's actually part of Megumin's party, and so that's, that's really funny, um, you know, also with the, um, the notion that Aqua is the, is the, like, useless goddess, right, um, you know, you know out of all the gods and goddesses in the world, she is the worst one, <laughs> she never does anything, right, and so it's it's funny, you know, not only to be like a, a like a reference to the main show, but also to be you know to have her be the one that helps them out and is able to defeat Arnes. Um, it all comes full circle, you know. You know, I feel that's something that, that that Konosuba does very well, which is have these little you know these little inside jokes, you know, especially with this prequel having all these different connections to the main show. I feel like it does it very well, um, and yeah. And at the very end, they, they're able to come back around. They're, they're so easily persuaded. You know, they say Megumin's amazing. And, uh, yeah, they're just, uh, you know, one step closer to getting to, like, the main 
kind of village town area um and you have to be like true adventurers it's cool Um, yeah. Next we got My Love Story with Yamada Kuna at level 999. Um, this one was great. Again, man, Yamada and Akane are just getting closer and closer. It's awesome. Um, Runa still doing her thing. Um, uh, let's see, what else? Uh, yeah. That's it. That's the episode. <laughs> um, no, but uh, you know, Akane, uh, you know, you, you know, she works at the, you know, at the convenience store. Um, you know, you know, you know, trying to get her her bread right. Um, you know, trying not to be broke all the time and not to worry about money, especially with like the computer and all that. Um, uh, you know, Runa. No, hold on. <laughs> so, Akane is is working at the convenience store. She is uh, you're trying to get that money. Oh my god. Okay. I'm just getting confused by my notes. <laughs> okay, I'm good. Working at the convenience store, which is which is really nice. Um, you know, it's an opportunity for her to see other people. Um, for her to drag Yamada outside, for her to still be like, sort of like a mom character almost, um, you know, with her, uh, with her being like, hey, you don't, you know, you don't eat enough. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, and just to get closer, I guess, I mean, I, I mean, just like be part of the guild, I suppose, um, which is funny because speaking of the guild, Runa talks to Akane and is like, hey, we're getting a new guild member, and it's another girl, which obviously is, is you know, is very, uh, very threatening to her. Um, you know, is, you know, you know, is, is, is very, very threatening to her because, which is, you know, which is funny because she, you know, she eventually really liked, um, you know, really liked, uh, Akane and all that. I mean, you know, Akane eventually became one of her, like, best friends, you know, you know, the one that she always wants to hang out with, the one that she can confide, confide in, you know, with stuff like this, with, you know, with a new guild member coming in, um, so, you know, I mean, it's, you know, it's almost like, just like, history is, is you know, history is repeating itself, um, you know, and Akane tries to kind of explain that to her and be like, hey, you know, you never know, you might be good friends with her, and, Runa's like, oh, I knew you'd say that. <laughs> I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew you would say that. Um, um, and then uh, they decide to contact Yamada because they're like, hey, why don't we talk to him? And be like, hey, what if we just 
don't have the new guild member, let's you know, let's maybe talk to her or to, you know you know talk about her a little bit because there are a little concerns because it's like hey, it's weird for Yamada to be this close with someone. You know, I mean, I mean, especially with a girl. Right, I mean, Akane definitely seemed like a uh, a outlier with all of this, and so for her to be on the girl be close, um, which is which is also funny because Runa, I mean, <laughs> the conversation Runa had with Yamada was not as uh, as indicative and passionate as she made it sound. <laughs> but you know, you know, we look at the other side of things where, I mean, we we look at the girl and and, and the girl clearly likes Yamada. Um, you know, you know, very, very much. Um, so I'm, you know, very interested to see how that kind of, you know, kind of plays into everything. Where, I mean, I don't know that they're gonna do like a love triangle thing. I mean, because like, I just don't know that Yamada was gonna like this girl back. I mean, we don't know anything about her. I mean, of course, we're gonna see more and more of her. Um, you know, as the episodes go on, I imagine. I mean, unless she. I, I couldn't really tell at the end, you know, did she, she accepted the invite to be in the guild, right? Or, or did she decline it? I feel like it's weird for her to decline it, for her to, like, introduce this character, or, like, soft introduce this character, and then for her to be like, oh, no, she, she doesn't want to be part of the guild. <laughs> it's like, okay, why'd you, like, I, I, I don't know, I just feel like it's weird to introduce a character just for the sole purpose of that, you know? Like, that's, I don't know, I don't know it's just a weird decision, I feel like, from... I'm just purely a writing perspective, <laughs> um, you know, uh, you know, but then at the very end, Akane very, very sick, um, and she's like super sick, like not even a little bit, she's like, she's like delirious, you know, she's trying to do everything on her own, she can barely walk, and then she decides to very, very, and very smartly <laughs> You know, decides to go walk to the convenience store to buy some, I forget what it was, like some medicine or something. Um, it's just like, this is, this is awful. This is like, she, she, you know, she's like a zombie, you know? Um, which is crazy. I wonder, you know, have you, have, you know, has anyone out there ever, you know, ever been that sick? I feel like, you know, I feel like I've been pretty sick like a couple times in my life i mean i feel like i've gotten the flu like once or twice and that's you know that that's pretty bad um you know with that i mean she was all you know she you know at the very end again very very nice is is, is yamada stumbling upon her and being like hey <laughs> what, what are you doing you know and, and, and he carries her home presumably um you know we don't really see the end but she he does pick her up and starts walking so i assume he's gonna bring her back to her place or his place maybe i don't know um but yeah again it is all like i said we're getting closer and closer to the uh you know you know to them actually maybe having some true feelings for each other um again i'm very interested to see this you know the this new girl you know, come into the mix again. I don't think they're going to do a love triangle because you know, because I don't think that she really has a chance getting close to Yamada. I mean, not that she's terrible. I'm sure she's fine, but like, Akane has done so much for Yamada. Um, 
not only like physically, you know, with like, oh, she's like made in meals or whatever, but also just whether she realizes it or not, she's done a lot to show Yamada how how much of a good person she is, um, you know, just all of her good traits, you know, um, and just showing off why someone like Yamada would be interested in her, you know. Um, you know, one example, one of the bigger examples is her kind of becoming friends with Runa, like able to go from Runa hates your guts and wants you to die <laughs> to I want to hang out with Akane all the time. You know, I like hanging out with her. I like talking with her. I can confide in her about things that maybe I don't talk to. Um, um, I forgot her, her brother's name, but her brother, you know, so that stuff right there. It's all night. I mean, I, you know, next episode's going to be great. I'm sure it'll open up with, um, you know, Akane maybe feeling better or maybe we'll still be in the sick phase. It's like at the very least, it'll open up with her feeling better and maybe seeing Yamada there, maybe, like, trying to remember, oh, was it really, you know, you know, so I feel like they've, they've done that a lot in anime, <laughs> like, oh, was I, I was sick, was I imagining that, was it really Yamada, so, that's probably what they'll do, <clears throat> next we got Skipping Loafer, episode 9, got anime the season right here, episode 9, um, No, but uh, let's see. Skipping Loafer. Um, we got Iwakura coming back home. Um, I thought that was really nice. I thought that was a nice little change of pace to be like, hey, let's let's kind of bring her back home. Let's kind of have her regroup. Let's kind of, you know, because her being in this new place for so long, you know, it is nice. You know, you know, again, it's a, you know, it's a nice little storytelling device to be like, hey, let's take them outside of that for a second so they can reflect. And so they can truly compare, like, how their life is now versus how it was, you know, all the, all the different uncertainties. And, you know, it is really nice because, you know, as comfortable as she is at her, at her home, in her room, with her family, with her friends, like, you can tell that she also has developed a certain type of comfort in the city, you know, with her new friends, with her being in school and all that stuff, um, you know. You know, so I feel like that was really the the main purpose of bringing her back home um yeah yeah um other than that um <clears throat> you know you know some other highlights of her being home uh fumi is dating that boy that she told Ibukura about which is cool i mean obviously you know awesome for fumi um you know all you know also it is um, you know something that's Iwakura did kind of mess around with a little bit with her talking about, um, you know, people changing and people growing up and, um, you know, you know, even just over the summer where it was like, it was like a month or so, right? Or a month or two, maybe, I don't know. And uh, how much people can change, you know, what's what just a month or two can do to a person in hopefully a good way, right, you know, I mean, bad things happen in life, I suppose, but, you know, something like that, where it's like, oh, Fumi is, we're just talking about that, and then now she's with him, and how, you know, that's, that's such a big step for my, for my best friend, you know, um, you know, so that's great, um, you know, also when she was there, she was, like I said, she's able to hang out with her friends, which are just, you know, that's, you know, it's always great to have, like, a friend or friends, where it's like, you could not hang out with them for a while, and then you get back, and it's like, 
picking up right where you left off. That's awesome. Um, uh, but that's you know, that's not the mo- that's not the majority of the episode, or it's not really the the biggest stuff necessarily. Um, Iwakura comes back, and you know, like I said, I feel like that was uh, this episode. I feel like was super dedicated to like looking at things from the outside and trying to trying to understand what's real and what's not um you know what you actually want and versus what you maybe are just comfortable with and what you've done uh you know your whole life and it's like well no we can you know you can change you can you know change is good right so like with this you know i mean i love the um the the reunion with all the friends right with uh i don't remember their names of course but iwakura and all of her school friends right because they all do really care for each other um you know even igashira which they're doing a pretty good job at redeeming her character i suppose even though i didn't necessarily want it it is inevitable um but uh you know you know it's even that where it's like even Iwakura had a couple moments there where she felt like maybe some of her friend group were getting closer to each other, maybe not her, because, you know, she didn't hang out in the summer. She was with her family the whole summer. Um, but even with that, like, she comes back and it's like, we're here, we're friends, we're a group, let's tell me everything, let's let's go do stuff, are you ready for the school year, we can't wait, all that stuff. So, just, you know, that's, that's great, you know. You know, I guess you kind of take inventory of what is actually a, a constant in your life. Um, and I feel like all the good stuff is with Iwakura. Um, one of the big, well, let me save this to the end. Well, I'm, I'm pretty much at the end, actually. I don't have too many more notes about this. Um, we have the whole Shima stuff, right? Um, Shima was feeling very distant, in my opinion, with the whole episode. Um, not really, like, you know, jumping for joy. And, you know, he's not, you know, he's not the most enthusiastic person. He doesn't really show his emotions on his sleeve. That's kind of his character, right? So, you know, it's not, like, the weirdest thing. But I, I do feel like it's kind of odd that, like, after coming off of, you know, a few episodes ago being like, you're the, you're, you're the closest I've ever been to a girl ever you know you're like you know my closest friend to be here and it's like oh man i haven't seen this closest friend in like a month i'm not gonna go over and like say hi to her like even like be even a like like really show any excitement that i can see her again and just like talk to her and whatever i don't know it's it's just kind of strange you know I felt like even, like, their conversations, like, she, like, he wasn't too responsive in them and, like, you know, wasn't really holding up his end of the conversation, like, you know, it, you know, like he used to, right? <clears throat> and I didn't quite understand why, right? Because I was like, why, like, why is he acting like, like, what happened over the summer? <laughs> you know, like, what, like, what, what caused this? Um, but then I remembered, oh yeah, there was the whole, uh, what was it? 
Ririka, I think was her name. Unless I'm confusing her name with another show. Uh, but no, like, you know, with, you know, with her. And I was like, oh, yeah. He's still, like, like that really shook him. Like, the whole, like, ah, oh, just what you did to me. I blame you. All that stuff. Like, like, you know, guilting him and all, you know, all that stuff. How can you sit there and have a nice, happy school life, you know? But... One, I don't think he should go crazy over that. I mean, again, we don't really know the whole story anyway. I'm assuming at some point we will. Um, but on top of that, I love, love, love Iwakura's character. This is something that, you know, I feel like comes up almost every episode. The whole, like, Iwakura's the main character. And so, she is that, that like, typical main character where everyone gravitates around her. You know, like, this friend group exists because of her. You know what I mean? Um, and so, you know, she's making everyone better. Um, you know, she's picking up everyone. She's, you know, I don't know, bringing them together, picking them up, all that good stuff. Um, and so, you know, towards someone like Shima, where, you know, is clearly down, clearly off off balance um and specifically towards her right because you know i you know i don't think he thinks of her as like a replacement for rerick or anything like that but like for her to be for for iwakura seemingly to be like the the brightest light in his school life and then with, with, with like the, you know, the like undertones of whatever Ririka said about like you having, like, basically you, you don't deserve to have a happy life, <laughs> you know, a happy school life. And again, Iwakura being that thing in the school life that I'm sure he likes the most, likes talking to her and hanging out with her the most, um, you know, you are, you know, you are the, the, the closest I've been, you know, right? So for that to be weighing him down. And then for Iwakura to try to cheer him up, not really do a great job, and then come back around and just do something as simple as, you know, you seem down, so so I'll give you three of these little, what's like squid crackers or something. Just, just that little gesture was enough to kind of make him smile and be like, you know, we, you know, we didn't like hear his thoughts or whatever, but I was ho hoping he's thinking like, I don't know, like this is stupid you know these people clearly you know there are people here that clearly care about me you know maybe this isn't me in like indulging in you know in in something i'm not um you know i don't deserve like right so i hope you know the show is over soon you know we're on episode nine I just hope, I just don't know what's going to happen because, you know, Shima isn't really this character. He's not this type of person. But, like, I would, I would just truly love for him to just have a real conversation with Iwakura, you know? I mean, I feel like they have to, have to, have to reveal what, what truly or seemingly happened between, um, you know, between Shima and Ririka. Because it's like, we, you know, we have to know. Because right now it's just like, oh, you... I was there because of you or whatever. It's like, okay, what happened though? Or are they just going to leave it up in the air? Um, you know, I do feel like this, you know, this story is leading to 
that moment though like us having a real conversation between them and hey this is this is something that happened or whatever you know I, you know i don't know what'll you know how that'll spawn um you know i don't know how that'll spawn necessarily you know because again it's not shima's character iwakura kind of knows shima and respects that so doesn't super try to pry all the time i mean maybe it'll be a moment where you know shima is really down like shima's having a moment and the, the, the only thing for Iwakura to do is to pry in order to try to make him feel better, try to understand the situation. Um, that's the only thing I can think of. Yeah. And then it ends with a cliffhanger of their class is putting on a play. And that's bad because Shima does not want to be part of a play. He doesn't want to act anymore. You know, you know, acting is a, you know, is a very rough patch for him. So if the story was going to make this easy we could say oh shima can just like be part of the crew or whatever i don't you know i don't remember that you know there's like a you know like a special name for you know for the people that kind of run the behind the scenes of a you know of a production i don't remember what it is but they could just make him one of those because I, I mean not everyone has to be an actor right in the play i mean there has to be people who are like running it <laughs> you know um but i don't know the story will make that that easy <laughs> Um, also, uh, you know, another quote that I missed that I want to bring up real quick is, you know, after the initial Iwakura conversation and she gives him, you know, the, the one packet of squid crackers, she starts to walk away, um, you know, you know, before she runs back, um, Iwakura says, she doesn't say this, I think he just thinks it, but he says that you're so dazzling and yet so far away. It's like, you know, so again, we, you know, we're getting a little more and more of like his thoughts, um, you know, his his feelings towards Iwakura, and you know, just for that to, you know, for him to feel like Iwakura is, I don't know, like out of reach, is so funny, not you know, not in like a humorous way, but funny that that he thinks that because I'm sure Iwakura feels the same way, right? Where it's like, oh, I don't really know, like, does like does Shima like me like that, like. You know, does he find me annoying? You know, I mean, even in that scene, you know, her her going off about the school festival, she cuts herself off. She's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, you, you know, you probably don't care." <laughs> it's like, oh, yes, you know. So, again, very classic romance thing to have both both characters being like, "Oh, they don't, they don't feel this way," you know. I mean, it's happening with the show we just talked about, um, you know, you know, between Yamada and Akane, right? So. Next, we got Heavenly Delusion, episode 10. Um, this one was something. This one was... This one was rough. <laughs> um, yeah. So we have Juichi. Um, he did not steal the gun. Trying to, you know, trying to gain some trust there. Um, which is good. I mean, because, you know, if he stole it, I'm sure he would have just, like, killed them, right? Or I guess maybe abandoned them. I guess maybe he wouldn't want to waste the ammunition. Um, even though he probably doesn't know exactly how the gun works. It's not like a real gun. It's like a... Like a laser. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, the... You know, the big meat of the episode is with this with this man-eater, with this Hiriko, 
um you know they they stumble across him he's like he has like ice powers like like frozone uh you know making the room cold almost taking out both uh you know both maru and and kiriko um kiriko's able to figure it out basically it's like it's like an area of effect an aoe attack <laughs> where it's like you throw a ball and area around the ball is what you know is what freezes and so uh kiriko had this wonderful idea of having water in her mouth and 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 spitting the water at you know at the little orb so that it would activate in midair before it actually reaches her that way it'd be there and she can kind of sneak around it very clever very clever move um she shot half the body off uh which is seemingly maybe the you know, at, at the time, I was like, oh, that's, that's like, the, the little activator of the ice. So, like, here we go. Still alive. Still out there somewhere. But maybe they can't do the ice stuff anymore. So, next time we see them, because we will, it'd be easier to fight. I was wrong. <laughs> um, moving on from that, uh, Juichi's kid, Jugo, is alive, which is crazy. Huge revelation, right? Um, you know, I, you know, it, it, you know, I think that's also really important too, because, you know, I feel like that gives, um, that gives Kiriko hope that, um, that the doctor is alive somewhere, that they are able to reach their goal of finding him, um, that the sister brother, uh, is also maybe still alive somewhere, you know, so, like, just seeing that, you know, I mean, even, like, with Maru trying to find, like, his twin or whatever, like, just the fact that they were able to succeed in finding someone, and, like, they, they succeeded in this mission, I feel like gives, you know, gives them some hope in their own hearts that, oh, things can go well, we can find people, we can, actually accomplish things you know we maybe haven't done a great job in that so far so the fact that we're able to get this win that could lead to other like it just it just proves that whatever we're trying to do is not impossible because you would think that what we just did <laughs> in juichi finding jugo was impossible um so um and then we see that jugo is or was the hero I didn't quite understand that. Um, I mean, I understood when it's like, okay, cool. It's like the source of the ice. Um, ice ball. Awesome. And then they just kind of cut to the next scene <laughs> and just didn't talk about it. And it's like, okay, so was that moment in the street, like, was that the ice thing, like, shedding itself from Jugo? And, like, Jugo's fine now? Jugo will not freeze anyone anymore? Or... Did it just stop and it could come up again? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't really know how well they resolved that. <laughs> Maybe I just missed it. I just blinked and I missed it. But I was, I was like, so we're just not going to talk about it. We're just going to like, you're just going to keep having the baby. And like, is it a man eater or is it just like, <laughs> what, what is happening? So, um, quick cut to the orphanage place um there's new fifth years which seems ominous <laughs> especially with the way they shot the shot where it was like weird like dutch angles almost 
you know, on the fifth, on, the, on, on you know, on the fifth years, I was like, this is dangerous. Like again, orphanage man, source of a lot of mysteries. What's what's going on? You know, why why is it so ominous? What do the adults not want them to know? We're soon gonna have the baby. <laughs> you know, so there's 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 you know there's some strange stuff kind of teeing up for these last few episodes. Um, and then it does end with Juichi killing that one man because I guess he's the one who killed Julo's mom. And so yeah. <laughs> that happens. He drives away. Um with 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 Jugo and he's gone. He's gone, he's gone. Um I don't know if we'll ever see him again. I don't know that we really have to ever see him again. Um you know, but just that I think was very brutal. Um even an extension of what I talked about before where it's like, oh, we're able to complete our mission, so that gives hope and whatever. Um for it to then have this like epilogue of like ah, but it's not all like you know flowers and rainbows right it is it ends with juichi killing a dude taking the baby and running off i mean i assume it's going to be pretty easy <laughs> to know that 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 juichi did this i mean at the beginning they're not going to know but when it's like hey where's juichi hey where's jugo hmm <laughs> you know unless they were kidnapped by the by the by, you know by the actual assassin that did this probably Juichi, probably them. Again, I don't know if we'll ever see them again. I don't know that we have to, um, but that was like a very bittersweet ending to that, right? So. Uh, next, we got Demon Slayer, Swordsmith Village Arc, episode eight. Um, not too much with this episode. Um, just, you know, just a lot of backstory, which I don't, you know, I don't dislike, but it's like, you know, there is that part of me that's like, all right, let's, kind of get on with this fight you know i want to you want to see the you want to see the resolution of this um but you know to kind of sum it all up you know uh you know muichiro lost both his parents he had his twin his twin kind of you know kind of hardened had this like exoskeleton beat you know because of that and didn't really let anyone else get close even just people who were genuinely wanted to be nice you know wanted to help them out you know little you know strangers neighbors whatever right um which is huge um, and then at the very end of uh, this little flashback, um, on top of losing his, his, uh, his parents and kind of being separated from the rest of the world, um, he ends up killing the demon that I think killed his twin. I mean, it is, you, you know, he does kind of say when, you know, when I was 10, I was alone cause my parents died. Scratch that. It wasn't until I was 11 when I was alone. Cause that was also when my twin brother died. So I guess he's dead. Um, and so all of that, you know, it's a nice little backstory that I, I summarized, <laughs> but, um, that does kind of, you know, I think show why he is the way he is. Um, you know, he does really want to help people. You know, we see that of him becoming a demon slayer and eventually becoming a, a Hashira. Like he's, he's so good at it that he's a Hashira, right? But his personality, right? Like him kind of being distant him kind of being blunt, um, you know, you know, I think it makes a lot of sense with all the, all the loss, um, you know, with his, his entire family. And then also just like whatever rubbed off on him from his brother. Right. Um, you know, you know, so I think it makes a lot of sense as to why he is the way he is. Um, 
and aside from that, um, he, he he has he now has marks on his face the same way that that Tanjiro does. So now that you know, in the beginning, it's like oh you know Tanjiro has this like scar or whatever that I guess kind of grows <laughs> when he does like honorable things. I don't I, mean, I don't I don't really know exactly the the connection there, but um, you know that does happen. It's like oh it's just like a Tanjiro thing, and then we see that this other dude that's like a really dope. Uh, Demon Slayer also has a similar scar. It's like, oh, maybe it's like a, you know, like a familial thing. And now, now Muichiro has it. So it's like, okay, now, you know, is this like, you know, is this like, uh, like, like Naruto, you know, with all, you know, all the different like eye magic, like Sharingan and Byakugan and all that. Like, is that going to be this where it's like, oh, this like gives him powers. And this is like, oh, this is a, this is a mark of the, mark of the, the, the power and the, well, I don't know. They're gonna have to explain that a little more. <laughs> um, and yeah, and, 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 and you know, Moichiro at the end just had, you know, has this newfound determination. He's doing much, much, much better, you know, in his fight against this, uh, you know, it's this like pot artist demon. Um, he's doing a lot better, so I, I, I assume he's gonna clean this guy up. Um, yeah, he's gonna clean this guy up. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, we didn't really see Tanjiro at all. So interested to see how he's doing his with his fight. Um, still didn't see Mitsuri at all. <laughs> Waiting for her to, to to jump in and do something crazy. Um, but yeah, Mitsuri, excited for him. Very sad backstory as everyone apparently has. And uh, yeah, very interested to see his his connection to Tanjiro, to that other, you know, you know, that other Slayer, the whole like Scar thing. Um, yeah, very interesting. Uh, next, we got Mobile Suit Gundam, which for Mercury Season 2, Episode 7. Um, yeah, this was crazy. Absolutely nuts. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, so, uh, it's just... I just feel so bad for Suleta, you know? Like, she's, she's doing her best. She's trying to live her life, you know? Um, and yet so many bad things happen to her <laughs> you know um you know so we have the whole meeting with Mirene and the, and the earth earthians um earthians are very upset they want all the spaceships to leave earth um and then Mirene kind of is able to talk them down earthians give them 10 days 10 days until the election we'll stop we'll we'll, we'll kind of cool our jets and then if you do in fact get elected then we will get back to negotiating. So that's okay. That's, you know, that's kind of the most that, that she can do. And then she's also excited, like putting that aside, let's, you know, the, you know, the, the, the earth president or whatever is interested in talking about the, the, the whole Gundarm stuff because he himself is a doctor. So he's like, let's put that aside for now. We kind of have a pin in that. I want to talk about this thing. Cause this is, this is, you know, it's possibly very, very innovating, you know, possibly something that could be, Super, super useful. Um, so, things are looking up, right? There's no way this episode could end poorly. Uh, you know, you know, we cut to Miorine, or not Miorine, we cut to Suleta. She joins them for breakfast, which is huge, because she's been a hermit ever since. I mean, she's been, she, <laughs> she's been taking L's left and right, up and down for the past <laughs> two episodes. <laughs> it has not been very good. Um... Yeah, yeah. So again, 
things are looking up for her, right? She's having breakfast. They're all a group again. They're, you know, they, you know, there, you know, there's some things within the group. You know, Martin apologizes to them for what he did, but they're all coming together. They're all trying to kind of rebound and figure out what to do next. So again, things are looking up. But then, <laughs> then the turn happens, right? Prospera apparently has hidden Gundams on Earth. So she's using those. Uh, Fend got shot, which is the like uh, the like female uh, like person for hire, I suppose. You know the one that was we initially got introduced to when she was going to like smuggle Miurene to Earth <laughs> in the very beginning, uh, like like episode one. Um, she got shot because there, you know, she she saved Doctor Winston. Doctor Winston is turning, trying to go against. Uh, you know, trying to go against Prospera and all that, because, you know, she realizes that what Pr Prospera is doing is going to uh, lose a lot of lives, a lot of innocent lives, so she kind of turns a little bit, um, you know, so that's that's happening there, right, some little, uh, you know, weaseling in and out of things, uh, you know, people dying from knowing too much, right, uh, you know, we, we, you know, we cut back to the storm, the storm is here, Prospera, is using uh is faking it right she's like oh the tank shot at me we're gonna evacuate she sees all she gets back to her gundam she gets her weapons just just wreaking havoc right claiming self-defense i suppose uh it all goes to just garbage their their little council that was meeting with me arena blames me arena thinks that they double crossed them me arena is trying to explain but obviously it looks bad <laughs> To be honest, doesn't look good. You know, like it's gonna be impossible to 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 convince them that Mirin had nothing to do with this. And in a way, that would be a lie. You know, Mirin did kind of cause this. She she even blames herself at the end, right? She's staring at the carnage. She's, you know, she's very very upset, and she does blame herself. She does realize that. She was the, she was kind of the, 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 what the word, vehicle. She was the vehicle for, for, for this, you know. Um, and now Suleta and all of Earth House are staring at this. I mean, everyone's watching this, right? Because it's, it's a huge thing that's happening that's going to affect everybody. Um, but pointedly, Suleta is looking at this and she has this realization. She's like, oh, this is what Ari warned me about. Because remember, Ari was like, distance yourself from me, from our mother, you know. And so Ari kind of knew. I mean, she knew that, you know, what was going to happen. And so she, she, she did the very selfless thing, which was like, hey, this hurts, but you, you're going to want to stay away. I mean, it's tough because that's, you know, that's seemingly what everyone's doing, right? Like even, you know, even Prospera has had a couple lines of dialogue where she kind of, uh, you know, rationalizes what she's doing towards Suleta as like, this will save her, this will separate her and cause her to have a normal life. Miurene, the same thing. This, you know, that, that girl deserves a normal life. She deserves everything she wants. And so cutting her off is what's best for her again it's just so tough because 
you know, Slota's whole life has been on rails, you know, like she has wishes and dreams of her own, right? Like she, you know, she wanted to open the school on Mars. She really wanted to go to school, have you know, her own school, for, you know, uh, on her own, have her own experience, you know, get so many friends that she has now, you know, um, meet Miu Rene, someone who in her mind, more than a friend, right? Um, you know, being successful, having duels, you know, you know, people maybe even looking up to her and noticing her and like all that stuff, right? Even her mom, uh, you know, many a time was uh, was very proud of her, so she was very happy about that. Had everything she could ever want, you know, and then for it to end like this with her mom distancing herself, her losing Ariel, Mio Rene, you know, quote unquote backstabbing her, you know, I mean, I mean even Ghoul, you know, complicated relationship between them two, him him distancing himself, you know. Um, Earth House getting bullied now, um, you know, her, you know, her losing all of her, like, dual credibility, um, it's tough, <laughs> you know, she just rips, you know, everything she loves, like, I've said this already, but, you know, everything she loves has been ripped out of, have been, it's been ripped away from her, and so, it's just like, what's the saying, better to have loved it, better to have loved and lost and never to have loved at all, that's kind of what Suleta is living right now. And I, and I don't know that she agrees with that, you know, with that saying, but it is her life. Um, and so I am so, so, so interested in how her character progresses because the other characters you can kind of guess, right? Like Prospera is doing her thing. Um, you know, Mirena is in a, in a very tough spot, but like Suleta is like, I wonder what, is going to happen with her i wonder how she moves forward you know two forward one one back or whatever i don't know um you know how strong is her resolve right um is she able to move past it like is she able to move past everything you know does she want to goes to Mirene, ariel her mom it's so it's so so hard <laughs> you know again this show we are not as far in as the other ones only episode seven so there are still many many episodes in the season but this is like the moment where we're like this is the episode that i feel like dictates the whole rest of the season so uh next insomniacs after school episode eight <clears throat> Um, <clears throat> this one was, I feel like another, uh, I feel like not quite there, but as close as we've gotten so far to an episode that has reached the point of no return. Um, so... <laughs> <clears throat> This was a great episode. Um, we have the meteor shower party. It sounds like a lot of people are actually going to show up. Um, very, very excited for that, right? Um, getting ready. Everyone's there. All the friends. The, the nurse, right? She's like their sponsor or whatever. 
and it rains. It rains. It's it's one of those things where, looking back, it's like, okay, this is a story, right? Conflict has to happen. Things have to be overcome. What could possibly happen to make this meteor shower party not happen, right? It's like, oh, I don't think anyone's going to back out. You know, I don't think, you know, it seems like everything's going well. There's no, like, weird competing event that's happening. What could happen? And, of course, it's the rain. You know, something that people aren't going to want to go out in, right? And so, (laughs) you know, I love this, though. I mean, obviously not, like, in-universe. In-universe, this is the worst thing ever. But from just, obviously, this is a show. We're watching it. I love it because, you know, because of how much it affects Nakami. You know, he blames himself. He runs away. Um, You know, him being like, almost like ostracized from everyone, you know, because of his insomnia, because of, you know, obviously that being the the, um, source of all of his problems, um, you know, him still having at least the one friend to kind of hang out with him and try to understand him and all that stuff, you know, Mahagari, you know, as well. Um, and now, you know, you know, you know, maybe some new ones as well from, you know, from Mahagari and all that stuff. <clears throat> and then for him to finally like work towards something, you know, him kind of, especially because of his insomnia, him just kind of like being a zombie through life and just trying to get through it. Right. For him to have this one thing where he wants to work towards, he wants to put effort into it, he wants to have his hands in it, you know, you know, really like create something and present something to other people and have them hopefully enjoy it. Like finally have that that moment, that 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 push, right? And then for all of his hard work to just go down the drain. All of it to just be ruined. Um you know, it's not happening now, right? The rain, something you couldn't even control. It's just so tough, you know, and I'm sure we've, you know, we've, we've been there before. You've you know, probably uh, experienced something similar to that where, you know, you work towards something, you just didn't get it or it didn't work out the way you wanted it to. And so this is that for him, um, you know, and it, it is kind of that like the like monkey paw almost where it's like, ah, oh, if I, you know, this is why I don't try. This is why I don't involve myself in anything. Why I don't even involve myself in the world, really, because the the, the harder you try, the the harder you'll fall, or whatever, right? Um, so, so it, you know, it's just so sad for him to have that mentality. You know, you know, seemingly a huge chunk of his life, and then for it to be proven right here. Um, but we have to turn around, right? With Maguire coming to him, Maguire finding him. Um, she says that he's he's very special to her, which is not quite a confession, <laughs> but it is the closest we, we, we've gotten so far, um, which, which I just love that moment, them talking on the radio and all that, you know, kind of, you know, kind of helping them cope and communicate with each other, and then for the, the like, 80% confession that, you know, you know, that, uh, that, that Mogary has is, is just so, so nice, so sweet, um, and then, and have that moment to make it closer. Don't quite know that anything was going to happen, but it is funny that she, I don't think I spelled that name right, because that doesn't sound right. Shir, Shiramaru. That's what I'm going to say, because I didn't spell it right in my notes, and if I say it like it's in my notes, it doesn't make any sense. 
Shiromaru uh, caught them, quote unquote, because from from their uh, their perspective, it looked like uh, you know like Nagami, Nakami and Magari were were uh, were getting into something, you know. So we know they weren't. We could see it from the other angle, from from the side view, from the you know from the profile shot, right? But uh, you know it is very funny, and you know they're making it worse because they're still flustered about it and they were also having a moment of you know of of sorts of that kind of ilk right so you know they're just making it worse <laughs> um you know and then they're, they're able to get back and uh you know uh shirimaru has that uh you know has that thing where he has the uh the, like two shrimp heads or whatever and like puts them together and he just like stares, <laughs> just like stares at Nakami and stares at Magari and is like, go ahead, say something. This was you. You did it. You, you, you better admit it. And, uh, you know, neither one of them make eye contact, but it's just so funny that they're just like, admit it. I know. I, I know it. I was there. <laughs> what, what was happening? <laughs> you were doing that in public. Um, so that was funny. And, and also the very end with, you know, with, with Nakama coming back and apologizing again. And everyone's just like, dude, what, do you, what are you apologizing for? Like, this wasn't like, you didn't cause the rain. Like, we all wanted to do this. Like, you know, we didn't get coerced into it. Like, we didn't want to do it. We just said no. Like, we, like we wanted to make this big. In fact, while you were gone, we we're already planning on, you know, you know, on the next meteor shower, which apparently meteor showers are pretty common common enough for us to not have to wait like you know oh man it's not gonna happen for another four years like no pretty much like every month or so there's a meteor shower somewhere so it's like we're we're ready dog like we're we're good and like that i really like too because again him hitting rock bottom and again like having that feeling of like this is why you don't put your heart into stuff for him to then come back and be uh have so much love in the room with all of his friends and everything and then being like dude like we're like we're gonna try again like we're doing this like you're you're insane for apologizing is like it, it, it's just so good you know it's just so heartwarming um you know to like combat his sad feelings to be like oh no this that wasn't the end like we're all still friends we're all still like we're all still excited about you know about uh, about being together and doing this and all that so like no we're we're gonna get another shot so it's great can't wait till next episode um we're definitely going that route of them of them being together though and i'm i'm totally here for it so uh next oshinoko episode eight this was if we go back to the top of the episode this was the one that that i mentioned was delayed um very sad obviously you know Oshinoko, very, very good show. Definitely one of the front runners for anime of the season. Um, so yeah, that it got delayed, but we'll be back next week. Hopefully, it'll it is scheduled to air for next uh, next podcast. So uh, it's great. So that brings us uh, to the end, which is Kubo will only be invisible episode nine. Um, yeah, this was cool. This was uh, you know. We're getting more uh more of them saying their feelings out loud which i think is very important um with hopefully where this you know where the show is going 
Um, or maybe not. Maybe it'll always be in this kind of like middle ground. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, you know, uh, you know, we have, we have Shiraishi. He is uh, kind of reflecting on the year, um, you know, new year. And Kubo is still the only one that, that sees him. Um, you know, so again, same thing, different day, right? Um, we have a, a, a great scene where, um, you know, they are all picking their committees. Everyone has to be on, you know, on some sort of committee. You know, it's like, it's like sort of like clubs, I guess. Um, but they are a little bit more important than clubs. They are like actual, like, there is practicality to you know, you know, to each one, you know, uh, directly affecting the school rather than just like, a oh, we're part of a, uh, uh I, I can't think of any club, <laughs> but you know, um, so there's that. Uh, and so, you know, and so we have the, you know, the great thing about the scene is that, um, you know, Shirashi's like, oh, I'll just take whatever's left. You know, if I raise my hand, he won't even see me anyway. So I'll just take the scraps. I'm not particularly fond of any of these anyway. And then he does kind of mention that he used to be on the environmental committee, which is just taking care of all the different plants and flowers and all that stuff around the school, making it look pretty, right? Um, and, you know, you know, there's a little bit of a, a like twinkle in his eyes, um, you know, maybe even because, you know, people still don't really recognize him, but maybe people do recognize his hard work. And so like through that, he, you know, he does get some sort of recognition. He, he, you know, he is able to leave his, uh, his, uh, footprint on, you know, on something for other people to see and be excited about or be happy about or be grateful for, you know, all, all, you know, all that stuff. Or normally he's not, you know, normally he's literally a ghost. Um, so, you know, you know, Kubo hears this and she, uh, she naturally <laughs> volunteers to be part of the committee, the the only one, <laughs> much to the teacher's uh, initial uh, sadness. <laughs> Very sad because, you know, he is like the, the like head of, you know, that committee and no one wanted to join it. But then Kubo joins it and he's like, yes, <laughs> so, so elated. Um, and then Kubo volunteers Shiraishi because, you know, Shiraishi low-key wants to be part of it as well um you know and then even you know so like two also like very very great things that come out of that is one the teacher remembering his hard work and be like, oh yeah you, you you were on this committee before you you know you always did a great job you know the 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 flowers and all that always looked incredible because of you you know you you know you left a good you know a good uh a good impression and all, and all that stuff so we're very glad to have you back and so that right there you know is even you know, uh, you know, proof of what I was just talking about, right? And the other thing is, Kubo. Obviously, you know, you know, you know, now they're going to be in a club together. <laughs> so it's like, ah, oh, the the opportunities have just are are are, are exponentially greater. <laughs> um. So yeah, and then. uh Kubo's like, oh, I don't really know anything about, you know, I don't really know anything about planting, so you're gonna have to teach me, and then she calls him her, um, she calls him her senpai, <laughs> it's like, oh, you, you did it, <laughs> you did the thing, um, so that's nice, right, 
lots more opportunity i'm sure maybe next episode or so we'll you know we'll see them on the committee doing stuff so that'll be that'll be a fun time um and then uh, on top of that we have pseudo uh who stood up for shirashi being on the committee because people were kind of talking about him and like oh he only he only joined it because kubo was there you know you know because kubo was like somewhat popular maybe um it's like, oh, that's the only reason he joined. He just, he just kind of chasing after her or something. Um, you know, it was really kind of like downplaying him as a person. And Sudo speaks up and is like, no, no, actually, you know, he was on the environmental committee last year. And so he, you know, you know, he, you know, it has to do with, with uh, you know, with Kubo joining it. And th- that right there is nice. You know, Kubo hears that, right? Um You know, and that kind of gives her an idea, right? <laughs> um, um, and yeah, and so she, you know, she concocts this plan to be like, hey, Sudo, remember Shiraishi, that's interesting. Uh, you know, because again, people don't generally notice him. So the fact that someone even remembers him like that is, is big, you know? And so Kubo has this great plan, right? Um there's like a little group thing gets pseudo in on it they're all in a group together now has uh you know very blatantly points out that uh that shirashi has an abundance of erasers pseudo forgot his eraser they borrowed the eraser they're close they start talking it's great it's awesome and then kubo's just there with her smug grin (laughs) You know, as you know, she always has where it's like, you plan this. You're a schemer. You're a schemer just like your older sister. Uh, we talked about that last time. And so, uh, <clears throat> yeah. But it's great. It all works out, right? Because um, Shirashi has this great, you know, this great line of dialogue where, you know, where he's like, you know, he really enjoyed it. You know, wasn't expecting to. You know, even says that you know this is the first time that I've enjoyed talking to someone at school besides you, besides you, Kubo. And um, on one hand, that's incredible, right? Like maybe he's made another friend. Because really, the only person that he he talks with is is Kubo. Like you know, no one else ever talks to him or anything. So maybe Sudo is like a friend he can have, which is great, great for him. You know, you know, big win not only for him but for Kubo. But then on top of that. Kubo gets very flustered um, because apparently she gets flustered because he says that he enjoys talking with her. It's like, oh no, he enjoys he enjoys talking with me. He likes he likes spending time with me. Oh man, which is like so stupid because like from you know from an outside perspective, we're like, yeah, clearly. I mean, he wouldn't. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I feel like he would try harder to avoid you <laughs> and not spend time with you if he didn't like it, right? Um, you know, if he thought that you were like a boring person or like an annoying person or something, right? Um, so that's great. And then from extension, uh, to the very end of the episode, um, they have this kind of conversation and, uh, you know, be the you know, topic of friends comes up and, uh, um, you know, I, I forget exactly how it happens, but like, you know, you know, Kubo brings up the idea that, uh, that like she's his friend or something um and then uh 
Shirashi's like, oh, we're we're friends, you know, and kind of says it in a way that could be interpreted as negative, like, oh, we're we're friends. Oh, I never really, you know, and then and then Kubo starts to get visibly upset, like, you know, you 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 can see her thoughts in her head of like, oh, what do you, what do you mean we're friends? We're not friends. We don't do. Uh, I'm all that after after all we've been through after all the all the things we've done. You know, all the experiences we've had, all the, you know, all that stuff. We're not friends. You know, and also kind of sad, too. Like, wait, he doesn't, does he not see me as a friend? Like, that's, that's, that's uh, bad. <laughs> it's very unfortunate. And then, um, Shrasha kind of saves it by, no, he's just like, he's excited. He's like, whoa, you, you know, like, I, I forget what he said. He says, like, you consider me a friend or like, I can be your friend or, 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 or like I can be called your friend or, or, or something like that of like whoa like he's saying it as if um whoa like that's like you you really want to be my friend like like he doesn't deserve to be close with anyone right like you know that's what he's seeing that's what his his thoughts are so you know so the fact that there's just maybe a little offhand comment by Kubo of like oh we're you know we're we're friends or I'm your friend or oh well you, you say you don't have any friends, but you got me, you know, for him to be like, wait, 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 you consider me a friend? Whoa, that's crazy. That's awesome. You know, and so that, you know, that kind of brightens up Kubo's day of like, oh, he wasn't saying, I don't consider you a friend. He's saying, whoa, we're friends. That's all, you know, um, so that's great. That's awesome. Uh, you know, ends on a little high note there. Um, so yeah, again, great, great show. Loving this, um finding ways to spend more time with each other, getting closer, we're friends, didn't know that had to be said, <laughs> but it was, and uh, yeah, that is it for this week, um, little little disjointed, but uh, you know, it is what it is, um, good stuff, good stuff all around, um, yeah, very excited, again, I say it every week now, but we're closer than ever, <laughs> That's just a fact. That's just that's just how time moves. Time moves forward, um, but we're closer than ever to finishing. Um, on top of that, the you know the the closer and closer we get to finishing these shows, uh, the closer we get to starting new shows. Um, so make sure you know I'll probably try to remind everyone every week to be like, hey, take a look at next season. That's gonna be uh, summer. Is that summer? Winter? Spring? Yeah, we're in spring, so summer. The summer anime season. Make sure to take a look at that see what's coming up which y'all are excited for and everything we'll obviously do a uh, uh it's not really a predictions episode it's a preview that's the word i was looking for we'll do a preview episode in a few weeks like we've done for every season so far we'll talk about the shows that i'm excited about and uh yeah that is it that's good until next time watch more anime.